0: Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get better off the ball or you're an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com now and sign up what
1: up bro what up brother 2023
0: 2023
1: with number 21 here
0: it's official With number 21. I like what you did there.
1: Hey, I like 2023, man, because that might mean it's going to be the goat year. Maybe. 23.
0: Maybe. The number. I like what you did there as well. Tongue out right "Ah, into the new year. Hey, you know, uh, 2022 is, is now in the rear view, and 2023 is upon us, brother.
1: Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for tuning in.
0: Yes, yes. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, you know, but something we got to do in 2023 is make sure that we visit DNA Sports yes. dot com, you know, buy some merch, check out a podcast, leave a mailbag question, whatever it takes, whatever you sign fill. up for some training, sign up for a training session. Just show some love at DNA Sports dot com.
1: Yeah. Once again, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, this this shows nothing without you guys that tune in and listen and, and that participate and Give us crap about what we're talking about, whether it be Raider Heavy sometimes or just something else heavy but yeah we appreciate you for tuning in appreciate my partner dom over here man once again first one of the new year like you said man we're, we're super excited to hit this 2023 we're gonna, we're gonna hit the ground running a lot of big things coming up for us this year for sure um we'll be celebrating the one year anniversary of dna here in may bro already yep which is wild but uh time flies time flies when you're having fun man and when you do stuff that you enjoy doing and that you love doing so That's for sure don't ever forget that man if you want to you want to your time to go by fast do something you love doing man
0: for sure and you know there's a few things that we're going to talk about this episode that took place this last week it was pretty impactful few weeks um since our last episode and we're just going to talk about a few things of 2022 before we officially move into 2023
1: yep got to close the door on the past yes sir because we got all kinds of stuff that the past is set up for the next couple weeks um Dom, you're gonna be you're gonna be in, out of town in here in like a week or two, so I am. we won't be able to reconvene on that one. But it'll be fun. We'll, we'll get we'll touch base on what we got to touch base now, and uh, we'll make it happen. we will be talking some MVP talk later on with, with in the NBA. We'll be talking about the playoffs and, and the NF in the college football playoffs and the NFL. Yeah, potential, potential 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 potential. And we'll also talk a little bit about movement, whether it be players, coaches, GMs, uh, a bunch of just different stuff. Heavy NFL, heavy college football, heavy on the. Nuggets this uh, this episode, and as usual, man, we'll be we'll be sharing a, um, a mailbag question with you and kind of uh, gauging each other's minds, man. But yo, know, New Year's, new you, man. New Year's, new us. We hope you guys are are, are hitting your resolutions already uh, full speed. And you know, Don, one of the things that just wanted to bring up recently because it's they're back in the news and they're back in the news for the right reasons now is you know you got Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, where dude, it just seems like I don't know, four or five weeks ago, these guys are being written off like, hey, they're done. Their season's done. It's just a matter of time now, um, a matter of finality. And you don't look now, but both of them are poised to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you know, there's something about being great that when you're great, people wait for you to kind of fall off. You know yep. what I mean? And I think a lot of people thought that. This was that time for both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady going through all of his turmoil off the field, maybe leading to on-the-field issues. But, hey, they're back in the hunt. And one thing you don't want in the hunt come playoff time is these two guys, number 12.
1: They're dangerous, man. and They're they're the the epitome of just give me a shot, right? They're the epitome of just let me punch my ticket to get in because once they're in, Lord knows what they can do and what they're both capable of doing and leading their team. And I know – I know Green Bay's had some some recent kind of playoff uh, miscues that they wish they can take back. However, I feel like an underdog Packers team is much more dangerous than the favorite Packers Packers team. If that makes any sense.
0: Oh, for sure. And you know that they're playing hungry that yeah. that's the underdog aspect of the them is they have that chip on their shoulder yep. right we just seen what they did with Minnesota Vikings yep. um you know Justin Jefferson and Jerry Alexander going back and forth on social media and then at the end of the game you know the game speaks for itself and Aaron Rodgers just comments and says you know if you're going to talk you got to back it up yep and and green bay came and they they did their thing? They got that
1: swagger right now. Yeah, they, they got do that this. scary
0: swagger right and, now. And you know, during this time of the year, you're always looking for what team kind of has yep. that momentum, yep. and and that momentum is scary so to kind of carry into the playoffs because those it's the hard kind to of beat. teams that
1: get hot and then they run they run through the playoffs and unexpectedly, those are like the Bengals last year, for right? sure, where they. Don't look like they're going to make the playoffs. All of a sudden they get hot and then they just fucking burn through the playoffs. And the next thing you know, they're playing for the title.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're definitely. But both those guys are going to have to play some really good teams in the NFC. You know, I'm thinking the NFC, you know, everybody was looking for the Chiefs and the Bills to kind of dominate, you know. um, But the NFC, man, has some solid teams like every team making the playoffs in the NFC to me. Is good, but every team in the NFC that's making the playoffs has some question marks yep. about them. You know, you got the Cowboys, who are a phenomenal team right now. They got a great offense, great defense, but they're the Cowboys. Will yep. they get over the playoff miscues of the past? Who knows? You know, then you got the 49ers, one of the best defense in, that team's in, scary. in, in football right now. Their yeah. pass rush is ridiculous, you know, and...
1: Bosa's ridiculous, mm, dude. Like He's yeah, the probably be- defense player of the year. Yeah,
0: the best pass rusher in yep. the league right now. Um. And you know you got those teams that can potentially knock them off their off their momentum that they have right now too. So it's going to be exciting to see. That you got the Eagles. Um, Honestly, to the me... the Vikings, uh, it's crazy.
1: And we'll go. We'll dive more. But the least scary team in that NFC is the Vikings. Like, and which is which is it's hard to say because what are they eleven and four, twelve and four, something like that. Well, and well,
0: I think the least scary team will probably be coming out of the South.
1: Yeah. Well. Not if it's Tom Brady, bro.
0: <laughs> not if it's Tom Brady. Not if it's Tom Brady, bro. Nah, yeah.
1: Just because that pedigree, um, the fact that that team. So the, the thing that's scary about the 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 Buccaneers, and I and and again we'll we'll go heavy in this there a little bit later. But the only thing that's scary about the Bucks, bro, is they've done it. Like their whole team collectively has been there and done it. Right. Oh yeah. Now they don't got uh, Bruce Arians running things, and I think that's a big. A big key to the because I'm not you know big on top bulls, but um, they just got that pedigree, bro, and they got they got the goat back there, and if he can summon it up for three more games, that'll get him there, you know, and so that's the only scary thing. The the Vikings just they're so jekyll and hide with me, bro, that they're kind of scary to touch. Um, the Eagles even right now are looking a little vulnerable without without Jalen Hurts, but I think they're taking the smart role by just saying, you know what, we're gonna get him healthy. Yeah, they and had a
0: they had a comfortable lead, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they could kind of they have the luxury of of getting right before the playoffs, but that's also a scary thing when you sit. Like you said, we're gonna talk about it a little bit more. We don't want to dive too much into yeah. it now and a topic for later. Um, but some other news we got to kind of touch on, not as good news. Um, actor Jeremy Renner was airlifted to the hospital after a snow related incident where he was removing some snow snow plowing or something of the nature in reno nevada and he had to be airlifted to a hospital um as of right now he's in critical but stable condition with injuries um suffered again after experience a weather and related accident you know we just want to say shouts out to him you know um hopefully he makes a speedy recovery he's you know a staple in the marvel series um films and we all are fans and we want to see him back you know i watch several shows that he's a star in um and you know we just wish nothing but the best for you in a speedy recovery my friend
1: yeah man you know we uh i'm definitely a big marvel fan big hawkeye fan um so you know it's it's hard to see when man you know it lets you know it's just these people are regular people too and they go through it so um you know everyone out there be safe and hopefully uh Hopefully Mr. Brenner gets gets healthy real quick. Um, I know he has that Mayor of Kingstown uh, show on Paramount Plus that's it's popping right now and about to have their second season drop. So um, yo, it's it's just it's just unfortunate. Accidents happen, man, and we just gotta be safe out there.
0: Yeah, man. You know, we're all getting hit with all of this weather all throughout the country. You know, the East Coast got the heaviest and shouts out to everybody in Buffalo that had to Jesus. deal with what they had to Did deal with. You know, prayers out, out to anybody who was lost in that tragic tragic storm you know um but these are the elements that we live in and you know accidents do happen so while you're out there removing snow please bundle up be safe um make sure you turn off the equipment whatever the case may be before you start investigating to why it's not working um you know we don't know what The details are of of Jeremy Renner's accident, so we won't speculate or or say anything like that to lead to any conclusions. But all I'm saying is we all know the elements that we live in. So just, you know, be careful as you're dealing with them.
1: Yeah, man. Especially this this winter already seems to be pretty, pretty snowy. I mean, we woke up with snow today. a Little fog. I went out there today. Couldn't see, couldn't see probably a block down the way, man. Just with, with how thick the fog is and stuff. So, you know, it's that time of year. I know the mountains are looking like getting dumped on this this yeah. weekend. With like two feet up in the Steamboat possibly. So, if you're out going skiing, man, <laughs> big ups to you because you're gonna enjoy the fresh powder. But you know, for some of us down here in the city, a city folks, a city slickers, we got to get our shovels ready and go the, go go dig ourselves out
0: and then deal with all the people who do not know how to drive in this because they move from other states
1: <clears> texas
0: california <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> now nah, for real man you get behind somebody that is just don't know oh, how to bro. do it. Or how about the four by four guy, like the dude in the big lifted truck with the four wheel drive, and they just flying down the street? It's like, yeah, I get that you have four wheel drive, and it, you got better traction than a lot of cars that have two wheel drive. But at the same time, four wheel drive doesn't mean four wheel stop. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. So just keep that in mind when you're out there, just you know, doing your thing. Like, just be cognizant of that, man. Ice is ice.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's always somebody either going way too hard or. You know, driving way too slow. It's it's one or the other. There's yeah. never a, a even medium. There's never
1: just me. No, nah, yeah. I like I like going here the parking lot every now and again and go do some donuts. But yeah, but you're in the parking lot. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: You're being safe-ish.
1: You can't even do that no more though, man. They come and shut you down, bro. It's not safe. Yeah. Even though you're being safe-ish, it's not safe no more, Dom. No yeah, more. I have
0: a bad story about the donuts in the parking lot. Beautiful. Actually. No, it wasn't even snow related, but just donuts in the parking lot are kind of a trigger word for me. Um, we, we were uh, we were going to the drive in one time, and and you know, j- just trying to save a dollar or two, I was like, I'll jump in the back, you know, hide under the blankets <laughs> and this and that. And Vita decided to do some donuts in the parking lot across the street <laughs> until I got nauseous and sick in the back, so you know. Uh yeah. I've done
1: that before. Not, yeah. not got sick, but I jumped in the in the trunk of my homie's Ford Mercury. Damn <laughs> with a bottle of LSA in my hand, bro. Hey. And uh we got into the drive in and sh- I got in pay. Good time, got brother. For free.
0: You the know?
1: Ma- them assholes went down them bumps a little, little bit heavy though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Was, and so every bump was just like smack. Yeah. Smack.
0: She, she thought she was real funny with that one.
1: My thing is I don't know how I fit in the back of a in the trunk of a ford mercury bro hey
0: i wasn't gonna say it, brother new year that's okay me, you know what it's me? okay. so i mean so last year i was heavily on the roast topic so that, this year i just decided that's to just leave to let know, alone that people know that
1: any miracle can happen if i can yeah. fit in the back of a, of a ford mercury you know you, you ain't you, never you, lying you can achieve your miracles too <laughs> 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 yo so uh um,
0: speaking of achieving
1: so achievement man I, I got a question for you bro and i'm and this, and this is open to our mailbag as well. If you guys have an opinion on this one, please hit up com forward slash ask DNA. Sports, um, but can Nikola Jokic win another MVP?
0: I'm going to answer it in the fashion that I'm going to answer it because I know how you're going to answer it and you're going to hold us down as as, uh, <laughs> as as Nugget fans. Okay, You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I think right now, currently as we stand, I think... You know, I think Giannis and Tatum are are probably the front runners right now and have a better shot at it as we currently speak. However, I think the two most important to their team right now in the running are Luka and Joker, and I say that to say this, the MVP to me is isn't only based off of statistics, but it has to be based off of what you mean to your team, the impact you make for your team, and if you carry your team and put them in the position to make the postseason or not. Yeah. And, you know, right now, the Mavericks are currently in the seventh seed in the Western Division. You know, Nuggets are doing their thing, obviously, on the top. You know, um, so both these guys have their teams in a position to win, and I think if both these guys... God forbid something where they weren't In or they weren't playing It would definitely be obvious that They were not on the court
1: yeah they'd be lottery teams I, I agree with you on that aspect um, I'll answer it As a yeah Sure he can he could um, I don't know that he actually will though um, Because I think it's going to take something spectacular From him um, In order to convince these judges to vote For him um, he's Back-to-back MVP Um, he carried the Nuggets last year to the playoffs, carried them through their short run in the playoffs. He was the dude for them the year before. Um, and then Jamal got hurt and it looked like we're going to go on a very big run, but the Jamal got hurt. Uh, I think he can, and I I hope that he does. I'm rooting for him to do so. He's the odds aren't, he's still like third in in odds of of winning it. Uh, he's averaging 25.7 points. So just under 26 points a game, just under 11 rebounds. And at nine and a half assists a game, so he's almost averaging a triple double for the season. Um, not to mention, I mean, his 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 uh, numbers on defense have gone up to where he's averaging uh, um, one, uh, just uh, just under excuse me just under a uh, hold on where's it at? just under two steals a game, so just under a steal and a half a game, and he's he's just under a block a game. So those are numbers that you haven't really seen with Nikola a lot over his career, um, but he's having a phenomenal season, man, and I think you know shooting thirty five percent from three sixty two percent from the field uh, I think he has all the reasons to win the MVP and I think if he wasn't the back to back reigning MVP uh, he may be getting more more run for it this year right um, there is that that fatigue with having Nicola being back to back however, I think if the nuggets finish out the number one seed and Nicola maintains these numbers or he breaks into that triple double average uh, it's gonna be hard not to give him that MVP for a third straight time and join in the likes of Larry Legend, um, you know, Bill Russell as three-time, three-P MVP earners.
0: Yeah, no doubt, you know, but you said it. You don't think he will, but it would take for him to do something special. I think on the current run that he is on right now, he is doing a lot of special things, you know, um, that a lot of people aren't accounting for. You know, when we talk about MVP, we talk about points per game, rebounds per game, and, and, and assists per game and things like that, you know. Um, but we're not talking about the overall numbers of where they stand currently with assists and things like that right now. I think he leads all these guys in assists, yep. um, you know, so he's not only scoring points, he's dishing the rock, he's rebounding, he's blocking shots. He's, you know, he's an yeah. overall impact to the team, bro. And, you know, I think if he continues on this pace, it's going to be hard to not put a guy in the conversation. I know you said people are getting a little little fatigued of right him because right. he's the back-to-back winner but at the same time right if you're back to back winner in that conversation that speaks for itself as Springer well that respect on it you know name. what i mean so if he's in the running and you got to say well this is a guy who wanted two years in a row for doing the same thing consistency has to speak yeah. for itself you know what i, I mean? don't so i
1: don't think there's anybody in the nba that gets their team more involved than nicola and i don't think there's anybody in the nba whose team goes off of him as much as nicola and that's just that's just not trying to be biased you know obviously i'm i'm a nuggets fan i'm from denver um but that's trying to be unbiased dude that's there's nobody else that does that you know what i mean nobody else gets their squad going and you know i said it'd have to take something phenomenal these last 10 games for nicola have been nothing short of phenomenal he's averaging a triple double over the last 10 games 30 points uh, uh 12.8 rebounds 10.6 assists Uh, Almost two steals a game of the last 30 uh, last 10 games. I mean he's on this he's on this ridiculous stretch right now There were the nuggets I think are eight and two in these 10 games, you know And so he's got them playing really really good basketball They've got the number one seed right now The west is is always daunting. It's always a a rough go at it But man if they can keep this up and they finish this off There's no there's no reason why he can't win that third mvp and i'm rooting for it because dude, I would love to see I mean, the fact that Denver has a back-to-back MVP is just astonishing to me.
0: I'd rather see him be the Finals MVP. And you know i think, I'm
1: And I think, honestly, Let's I think where that's going. where I'm at with it, too. Like, hey, you know what? Go ahead. You can have that regular season award. Get us to the tr- Get us Let's to the ship. Let's get there. Let's get there and win the damn thing.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, I think... Just shouts out to all these guys, though, right, for us to be able to sit here and do what we love and talk sports and yep. talk about the accomplishments that they're making on the court, man. It's just phenomenal. Um,
1: Did you see yesterday, uh, so uh, New Year's Day, the Nuggets and uh, Celtics played, and you know how Boston fans travel, and you know how it is here in Denver. Sometimes people just sell their tickets in opposite teams there in the stadium. They're chanting MVP for Jason Tatum, all uh, these Boston fans in in the ball arena, in the the sack. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know, I thought that was ridiculous, man. I'm like, come on, bro. Come on, Nuggets fans. Yeah, like, you What gotta, are we doing here? You
0: gotta do something about that. The
1: Boston boys, they traveled on man. They traveled, but uh they did do something about it They won the game yesterday. Even despite there was like a thirty seven minute delay for uh they they brought down one of the backboards.
0: Yeah, I seen that. So seen the guy out there with his level <laughs> trying to get it right and fix it, you know what I mean?
1: Bro, I'll tell you what though man, they look good against the Celtics yesterday. They've looked good the last couple of weeks, this last 10 game stretch we've been talking about. I know we talked about them a little bit last last episode and you know, we're going to we're going to finish it out and see what happens, bro, because the West is wide open this year. You know, um Golden State has their issues. Um it's kind of like you were talking about earlier in the NFC, you know. You can see a lot of these teams coming through. They they're really good teams, but also all these teams are flawed. You know, and I think that's what helps, you know, keep hope for like, you know, the bottom half of the of the of the playoff bracket right now, or you know, you, where you've got you've got teams um, like Utah, like Golden State, like Minnesota, who's underachieving, uh, with still all they have to do is get hot and they can make a run, you know. And right now you have the Nuggets sitting on top, followed by Memphis, New Orleans, Dallas, L.A., Sacramento, and then the Suns. So who knows, man? what I like seeing is I like seeing the Lakers out of the playoffs?
0: yeah, I
1: mean, I'm a hater.
0: you are a hater. I don't care. um you know, but I think like any, seeing the Spurs I think anytime though you have King James and in, in, in the in the running for things bro like come on the thing the thing that makes a, things better I, like the thing that's hard
1: out. with that team right now bro is that they've got so much invested in just LeBron and Anthony Davis mm-hmm. and Russell Westbrook that they don't have that support and cast around them and so when Anthony Anthony Davis goes down with his injury. There's nobody there to pick up that his his production, yeah. And so you, now you're left with LeBron, which he had what scored 47 on his birthday the other night, yeah. which is it's crazy to see through 37, 37, 38 years old can still ball on that level. Yeah. Um, but you know he's happened to carry more of that mantle, and it's it's you know I don't he's not 30 year old LeBron anymore. He's a different player, and he's still great. It's just hard to carry that much weight at this point in his career. And, and, you know, that's what kind of Anthony Davis was doing for him, keeping it so he didn't have to carry that much. And we'll see. Uh, I do like when the the Lakers are competitive, right, because you want to beat the best teams. Yeah, it makes it better. Yeah, you want to beat the best teams. You want to beat the Lakers. You want to beat the Celtics. You want to beat these teams that are perennial. Like, that's why I'm hoping Golden State comes back up. As much as I hate to see that team in the playoffs because how deadly they are, you want to beat the best to be the best.
0: You do. But right now, if as it currently stands, you know, if we don't have to deal with the curries and the bronze, you know what I mean, it might be a a better scenario. You see uh, what uh, Zion Williamson's doing. Yeah,
1: that dude. That dude is just going off too.
0: Did you see him throwing the football the other day? No, what you're
1: talking about no, no. I was just watching uh, him against the. that was the Pelicans versus the the Timberwolves. Oh,
0: you're talking about his play.
1: Yeah, and he was just freaking like he was playing for. I think uh, I forget who it was on the on 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 the Minnesota. There's like he's out here playing. We're out here playing basketball, and he's playing football,
0: bro. There's a video of him throwing like a seventy yard pass, like nothing.
1: Dude, he moves a dime wild for a big guy. A
0: dime too, bro. Like yeah.
1: He's an on athlete a, On a rope
0: You know But what's great about the NBA What I love about the NBA More than anything Is how diverse it is bro Like Talent comes from All over the world Right mm-hmm. We're talking about These MVP candidates You got You got Jokic who's from Serbia You got Giannis Who's from Greece You know Tatum he's from the US You know And And then you got Luca Who's from Switzerland Right Or
1: where is Luca from I forget where the hell Luca from Um
0: but the, the the diversity, Slovenia. It, yeah. Slovenia. I butchered it. You said Switzerland. <laughs> I was <laughs> I like, yeah, is that them. A I dog? wasn't sure, so I combined them. <laughs> he's from he's from the <laughs> Switzerland. Hey, but no, but you know the diversity in the NBA is dope because then you're like these guys are coming together to compete, right? And then at a certain point, they're going to be on separate Olympic teams yep. competing. It and makes the Olympic games better, too. It's dope, bro. Hey. And you could cheer for, like, you could see your favorite NBA player yep. playing for Greece or, you know, doing his thing for other countries. And, and so you're actually rooting against him at that point, but you're rooting for him when he's playing for the Bucs. That's know what the I one mean? thing
1: like, the NFL has been trying to do that the NBA mastered. Yeah. And the NBA made their game an international game, and they didn't have to. And I know they go and they play overseas now. But they didn't have to go and start this series overseas to do that. They've been an international game for a number of years. Dirk Nowitzki, yeah. you know, you go back, Peja Stoyakovich, you know, you can go back and, and find all these different people that come from these different backgrounds and who are great basketball players. I just think now the talent's gotten better overall yeah. abroad. It's not just like 92 Dream Team, you know. You got really good teams. That Spanish team is really good.
0: Yeah, I think also just the risk of football, you know, and mo- the money that goes into having a team and and the injuries behind football. I just think there's a little bit more to putting together a football team for another country than it is t- to play basketball or to play soccer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think hopefully we get there one day to where we do have teams that were you know international. We're playing all over the world, but. You wow. Know, the this, NBA is dope for that.
1: Just just to kind of back up your point and you know, further reinforce it. This goes to show you how diverse basketball has become. Do you know who the number one international team in the world is right now? It's not the United States. Spain. It's Spain. Spain's number one, followed by the U.S. So it it, kind of goes to reinforce your point. Like, you know, the talent has gotten better worldwide. These guys are coming from Luka Doncic. He's been playing professionally since he was like 15, 16 years old. You You know, and now he's on a a big scale.
0: All the greats, right? You think about the Dirks, you know, like everybody that's been in the NBA for so long, the the Matumbos, You know what I mean Like yeah. So many Historic players That have come From other countries You know Yao Ming You yep. know All these guys Who have, have Have made impact On the game of basketball Are not from The United States And that's pretty cool In my opinion
1: Yeah That's dope man I, I It's truly an international game And I love the game of basketball I Love watching it You yeah. know I, I can't play so well I suck at basketball For real uh, I'm okay dude But I mean I know where I, I know where my lane's at. All right. I know where my lane's at. See, I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't. So anything that involves some sort of ability, I'm gonna put myself in there. So oh, I,
1: I'll I'll get I'm it like, in. I'll hoop.
0: I, I could hoop though. I, I'm a I'm a kind of a hooper.
1: I'll swat the shit out you bro. No you won't <laughs> <laughs> All right now. We're gonna have to take a break so me and Coach Dom can go handle this one on one real quick. No <laughs> No I I enjoy playing basketball, dude. I just I know where I know where my lane's at. You know what I mean? Hey I know where I could win at, though, and where I can't.
0: You know who else knows where to win at and where they can't? And Damn. they found their lane, bro. They kind of found their pocket. They're cornerstoning a market. We just got to give a special shout out to cutthroat barbers and anglers. Yes, sir. In Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Our boy AJ. You know, has been in the barber game for years. You know, now master barber. Yeah, he's a master barber, um, and now he's bringing what he loves to do in barbering along with what he loves to do in life fishing together and he has a really cool concept so make sure you go and check him out at cutthroat barbers and anglers in wheat ridge colorado
1: yo 38th and pierce man hop on the website and check him out dom's right i mean he's got a really cool concept here i love fishing and enjoy fishing so it's cool to kind of see uh some fishermen get some love, man. So shout out to AJ. Also, make sure you go and check out Denver.com. Make sure you go sign up for a training session, um, buy some merch, say what's up to us, hit the mailbag, DNASportsDenver.com forward slash ask DNA. Um, let us know what we're doing, what we're not doing, what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. Um, we value your opinion. Like I said, when we open the show, we appreciate you guys for always tuning in, for always being loyal, for always giving us an ear and spending some, an hour with us when we put when we put this out. So, uh, make sure you let us know what we're doing, what you want, so that we can kind of continue to serve you guys because that's kind of what we're here for, man. Uh, small businesses, you got small business. You need plug. Um, hit us up. Let's work together. Um, we're not. Tr- we're not. We're not over here trying to to screw anybody over or anything like that. We're trying to bring bring a spotlight to business. Trying to bring a spotlight to our friends and. To our people that are doing things and we want to be there for you just like you're there for us so hit us up let us know
0: yeah we have a voice and we have a platform and we're just trying to utilize it and and sh- and you know show the love to the community and the people that we 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 rock with so
1: come rock with us in unity community that's right uh, hey so college football playoffs man they're they're thick that's what we're here for it's it's, it's four teams but now it's two and my right.
0: son asked me the other day, like, "What's your favorite sport, Dad?" And I said, "Do you really have to ask that, <laughs> bro? Do you?" After he was just complaining about, "Don't you hate being in a relationship with a footballaholic who always watches football twenty four seven, college football, pro football, high school football? Doesn't matter, he's watching football." And then he asks, "What's your favorite? Sport, What's my Dad? favorite sport? <laughs> We're here because of football, baby. Uh, yeah. College football playoffs is on and cracking. We had." two phenomenal games to lead to the national championship. Um, You know, I'm going to be real, Coach. I thought it was going to be an Ohio State-Michigan rematch, but, you know, TCU and Georgia had something else to say about that.
1: I expected Georgia. I didn't expect TCU so much. And, you know, they just add validity to what they've done all season long. Um, We're talking about it a little bit before we started the pod. You know, their, their, their defensive line. And they're actually a whole front seven is just solid. Their yeah. linebackers solid. Yeah. Um, they got some guys that they got over that could have left and stuck around. Um, led by by a great quarterback who, who's whose story is just phenomenal. If you haven't done this, done the research on him, um, he's got a great story. But it's cool to see TCU in there. Georgia, man, they just you got a dude named Stetson leading you. It's hard not to smell bad, bro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, but. Ohio State, man, they had that game, bro. They, they were, did. They had everything. They did. Like right there in front of them, they did what they were supposed to do. Like shouts out to them. Like hold your heads high. Georgia just
1: that's that champion.
0: They just finished, bro. They that's, just
1: that's that champion. They're
0: just on. They're defending. And how and,
1: about and, that missed and, field goal to end the game? Like how how far can you miss a field goal? Like I, I I've never kicked, so I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. He might have been really trying. I just. It was off.
0: Very <laughs> off. Well, at first I at first I didn't wasn't sure if it was a bad hold. You know, I couldn't really tell. And yeah. then you know, but he just missed the kick, bro. Like
1: It's a lot of pressure. It is a
0: lot of pressure. And you gotta think like I said this during watching the game, like in the college atmosphere, like you see it in the pros, right? People get heckled all the time when they miss a kick like yeah. that. In college, bro, like hopefully you guys are letting them live back on campus. You know, you're not holding them, like you're as not a, giving a pro, him you too can, hard of a time because they can really run a kid off of a college campus. With, well, as a, with a pro, heckling. you can
1: go home, you can leave leave the city for a little bit, you can go on vacation, right? Yeah. As a as a, as a college athlete, you got to go back to school, you bro. Do the walk of shame. Bro. You got to go back to school, so you got to live with that, man. That's uh, That's got to be tough, bro. It does. It's got to be tough. And you know what the cool thing is? I'm sure Ohio State has this because I know a lot of other schools do, but they have psychiatrists and and therapists and people you can talk to to kind of get your mind right because sometimes you need to get your mind right after a situation like that, especially if it means a lot to you. And, you know, I think think anybody that's playing at that level, the game means a lot to them, right? And you get to that point where you're a kick away from going to the national title game and you miss it.
0: Yeah. You know, Hopefully the team, though, in the locker room came together and said, you know what, this isn't on you. There's a lot of things that happened in this game. Like, in all honesty, if they don't lose Harrison to the injury in the game, they may run away with it, bro, because he was.
1: You talk about young wide receiver with with a bright future. Oh,
0: my God. Bro, he might have a better career. I'm going to go out and say that he might have a better career than his dad.
1: Yeah, he's definitely going to, I think, what is he, a freshman? Yeah, bro. He's he, a, so he's got two more years of ball still.
0: He's phenomenal. Like, yeah. watching him play the game of football is just ridiculous, you can't like, cover him. They couldn't do nothing with him. Yeah. Until until he got hurt, bro. And yeah. Once he got hurt, you can see that it impacted the offense, you know what I mean? So, you know, I think Ohio State has a bright future ahead of them. You know, they're going to be back in the talk of things. You know, they just proved it. They solidified their spot. Um that's your squad too. I it forgot. It is, bro. Great game. Great game. Shouts out to Georgia for getting it done. You know what I mean. They did what they were supposed to do. Ohio State fell short. Um, TCU, man, there you talked about their front, their front, their front defensive line, bro, and it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. They got a freshman there. He's just out of this world good and you know they put pressure on quarterbacks so we'll see what this game is is going to be you know TCU and Georgia I'm sure everybody is thinking Georgia is going to win this but you know TCU wants to come in and and do what they did to Michigan and, and continue to upset teams and continue to keep their streak alive and and I'm there for it they'll be the first unranked team to ever win a national championship if they do so you know yeah, they I'm started the we,
1: season unranked, and, yeah, and and have a, have a really good shot at at um, making history, man. Who do you have? Who do you think's going to win the game? Uh,
0: I mean, Georgia's Georgia, right? Yeah, Kirby Smart is that exactly. However, I love that 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 front seven that they have at TCU, bro, and and I'm going to be going for TCU. I like the way Dugan. Hacksaw Jim Dugan. It's like <laughs> I like the way he slings the rock, bro. I think he's a good quarterback. There was some throws that he made. You know, we were talking about throws that quarterbacks were making earlier before we got on the podcast. But yeah, in that Michigan game, bro, there was some throws and some plays that he made that were. Pretty out of this world. And he's been like, doing that all year. And he has been, and he's he's a big boy. You he's know a Heisman what I mean? Like, he kinda reminded me of a Josh Allen esque type of quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, I'm excited to see this game. I think TCU is going to upset.
1: Dude, Duggan wasn't even supposed to be the starter this year. I know. He won the job back. I mean, his story is phenomenal. So if you if you're listening, and you got time, go back and just go through Max Duggan's story because his story Is phenomenal, man. He wasn't even supposed to be playing football anymore. Yep. And and here he is got his team one win away from winning an improbable national title i think they're like 13 point underdogs right now i think I'm, I'm with you bro i'm gonna ride with tcu i think you get this far um you're not supposed to be there isn't something that you can be talking about anymore because you've proven that you belong there you've proven that you belong on that stage um i'm gonna have to go with tcu and a nail biter bro and i'm gonna say they're gonna win by you know field goal late or something like that something to steal that game you know like i said georgia's got a phenomenal team they've got yep. a really good team top to bottom. They they sent a bunch of kids to the to the NFL last year. They'll probably do the same thing this year. Kirby Smart's got another class coming in that's going to be ridiculous. Um they got the pedigree. They've got that championship, you know. We we're talking about uh Brady earlier having that championship mm-hmm. pedigree. Man down. <laughs> but uh I think they have the same thing, you know. Stetson Bennett he's he's done his he's done his job. Talk about another quarterback. They ain't supposed to be the starting quarterback there, and all he does is win the job and continue to win for them. So I, I think it's going to be a great game, bro. I'm excited to see it, but uh, we're going to go back to the old whack days, man. Let's go TCU. Yeah, you
0: know, and you know, college football is is I think right now is 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 really really. Not at its pinnacle, but it's it. There's a man. It's just elevated. This game has kind of, you know, grown year in and year out. You're starting to see bigger, stronger, faster athletes, and the class that we're going to see this year, I think, is going to be phenomenal into the NFL. You know, Bryce Young, Will Anderson Jr. and Jameer Gibbs, all from Alabama. They all committed to the drafts. Yep. You know, so we'll see what Bryce Young does in an NFL think- setting. We'll see if you know is he going to be a slow, slow transition, kind of like Tua has been, or is he going to hit the ground running right away and then kind of fall back? You know, we'll see, but uh, I'm excited to see what the current prospects of of this year's college players brings to the NFL next year.
1: We've talked transfer portal a bunch of times on this program, and uh, I think think the transfer program, what it's done, although it's not perfect yet, the transfer portal – I think what it's done is it's brought a little bit of, of um levity to the situation. Oh for it, sure. It, it's it's leveled the playing fields where teams like TCU can get some players to come in and uh or get players that don't leave, right? And really have this kind of remarkable run. Teams like Georgia, um, you know, they they Georgia's the Alabamas where the rich keep getting richer. And sometimes some of these guys are like, I'm not getting my time. Let me leave. Let me go somewhere else. So I, I really enjoy what the transfer portal's done in that aspect. Now, if we can expand this college football playoff sooner rather than later and actually have like an 18 playoff or a 12 team playoff, mm-hmm. that'll be exciting, dude. Because then you're really going to start getting some of these Cinderella stories that yeah. pan out. Some of these, you know, they're a seven or eight seed and they shouldn't make it this far, but they just knocked off the number one seed.
0: It's going more to like a March Madness type of thing, you know what I mean? A real, kind of a real tournament,
1: yeah, a real tournament. Yeah, I mean, you see it in FCS, you see it in Division Two, you see it in Division Three. Like sometimes, I, and I get wanting the best, the cream of the crop to always rise to the top, right? But at the same time, what makes you more battle tested than going through it?
0: Mm.
1: How do you How do you crown a true champion if you're not having tough matchups with these teams?
0: Yeah, and then you're always you're always questioning, right? Like. Are we the best if we didn't beat the best, right? We see other teams that go undefeated and they win these smaller championships, but they never play the teams that win the national championship. And, you know, that so we never end up seeing each other. So it is great to have a playoff to where you can win and get yourself into the conversation and play these schools that you won't have normally the opportunity to play and see who's really the best, right? Who doesn't want to come in as an underdog and knock off a Georgia
1: Yep, and, you know, and and you give you the example of the year that Auburn went undefeated and yep. USC won the national title because it was, I think it was the BCS at that particular uh, time and period, and Auburn didn't get a chance to play for it. Mm-hmm. What happens if them two teams play? Yeah. You know, and you got, you know, back in the day when you used to split national titles when CU and in Washington, or CU and Georgia Tech split a national title, mm-hmm. you know, I like the fact that there's... As we progress through this, and now we got the four-team and soon we're going to have the expansion. As we progress through this, there's going to be less and less questions about who actually is the national champion. Because it's going to play out on the field and these companies will figure out how to keep these bowl games and how to continue to make their money off the bowl games. Because realistically that's the bread and butter of a college football program is getting to one of these bowl games and getting some of that money that you get out of it. Right. Sure. Because there's more opportunity than there is national title opportunity. So, you know, as long as, you know, that, that ain't going to be disrupted. There's 400 bowl games every year. (laughs) Like We can get this tournament going. And I think they're still, I think they're doing it a pretty smart way now. Like, the Peach Bowl was one of the semifinal games. You got a Peach Bowl champion and now we go to the national championship. game. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out, man. I'm definitely rooting TCU. I think you're rooting TCU. And yeah. let's go, Horn Frogs.
0: Hey, let's let's see an exciting game, you know. We're just we're here for it. But yeah, TCU, let's see it.
1: As we're kind of rolling into the next topic, this will kind of go into there. Uh, you mentioned TCU beating Michigan. Uh, a lot of speculation with Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. And uh, I've read that the Broncos have already reached out and let him know, hey, we're interested in you. We'd like to talk to you about our opening. Do you foresee a situation where Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan and comes back to the NFL, not just with the Broncos, but any other team? The Colts have an opening. You know, There's a few teams that have openings there.
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think sometimes when you see a guy who who is at the NFL level and he leaves to go to the college level, there's a lot of things about being a head coach at the college level that is a lot more rewarding than the NFL. Right. You get to see your players succeed to that next level. And, and, you know, I don't know if he will. It would be exciting to see him in the AFC. So that way we could see a hardball bull. Yeah. Several times a year, maybe um see him and his brother slug it out but you know I know that there's a lot of coaches that are going to be on the hot seat man like so there's going to be opportunities for him to kind of dive in and 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 have some options there so the he's money's been, right you
1: know he's been successful at everywhere he's gone yeah. he's has winning records at every stop he's gone in his coaching career so that's so that makes me wonder is like all right I've come up against this wall here in Michigan twice. And, you know what, honestly, I'll I give it up to him because he probably could have left a couple years ago before mm-hmm. he actually put, you know, I think uh, before two years ago where he actually beat Ohio State for the first time, the hot, the seat was getting a little warm. Yep. And he probably could have left before that season. But he stuck it through, saw it through, saw them deliver two straight victories over Mich- over Ohio State and now two straight college football playoff appearances now, obviously, them two appearances didn't go the way that they had planned, especially this year. I think this year they were kind of poised. They had the, the previous year's experience of happiness of just getting there. Now they were like, we're here, let's do something with it. Yeah. And they just ran into a better team in TCU. But you, it makes you wonder, like, okay, I'm not going to be able to get past this. Should I just go ahead and make the leap to the NFL now? He's, I think he makes, like, $5 million a year at Michigan. So, you know, I mean, a team can roll the brink up up to him be like hey we'll pay you 10 million or go 15 million like mcveigh makes Mm -hmm. make him the highest paid coach in the nfl that's hard to stick around and say all right i'm gonna stay here he's got like a three million dollar buyout at michigan so it's not a big buyout to get him out of there it makes you wonder if this is the year that he's like all right i am gonna make that jump
0: well you know he has to be one of the most sought out coaches right now um just because of his winning pedigree like you said he's you know he's taken Michigan to to the success that he's taken them to and the last time he was in the NFL, he was success, has a successful pedigree as well. So, you know, when you're a coach that all you do is succeed and you win and you've been showing that you know how to win at both levels, you're going to be a high-end coach that yeah. everybody's going to want to bring in instead of one of these coordinators who hasn't really even proven it yet.
1: Well, and if you showed, I think if you showed people too that you've had an ability to work with quarterbacks and to um, develop quarterbacks, the stuff that he's he did with um, Kaepernick, You know, it it really stands out. Even the stuff he did with Alex Smith, where whose career was pretty much done as a bust. And the next thing you know, you know, he works with Harbaugh. He loses a starting job in San Francisco, but he salvages his career later on in Kansas City and Washington. And I think a lot of that's due with the work he had with Harbaugh. You know, I think that makes it attractive for a team with a quarterback, say, like Denver or like, arizona or you know one of these teams with a young quarterback you see this coach that is 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 has a track record of working well with young quarterbacks it makes it it makes it very enticing to say hey you know what let's go get that man let's go do whatever we have to do to to do that
0: yeah and you know speaking of great coach you know and great coaches and having opportunities what hot seats do you think are currently open for discussion, you know, you've mentioned Arizona, you mentioned Denver, you know, I I know there's a couple places that may also be looking to make a change.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like right now, what is it? The Panthers, Broncos and Colts all have interim head coaches. Yeah. Um of that I think I I think the Panthers have may have found their coach. Um, I think Steve Wilkes has done a great job. I think he got a raw he kind of had kind a of raw deal out in Arizona for mm-hmm. the one year that they allowed him to play, to coach there, and and they fired him. And I think what was it, Josh? Uh, not uh, Josh Rosen was his quarterback. You know, yeah. nothing special there. So I think maybe he might have helped coach himself into a full time gig over there, especially competing for the for the division title and having lost to the the Buccaneers this weekend to kind of lose that opportunity. Um, obviously, the Broncos and Colts come to mind with Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, because of the reasons I laid down earlier, uh, Harbaugh's connections to Indianapolis. Um, but there's always those 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 dark horses that you don't expect to see a firing. You know, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury get fired. I mean, they've over they've underachieved in Arizona this year. Um, somebody like Mike McCarthy whereas if Dallas goes one and done in the playoffs this year will they you've already seen that smoke with Sean Payton mm-hmm. uh being mentioned there last year so will that be something that Jerry Jones is always unpredictable and might just say you know what let let's let's shut it down and then you got people like uh Mike Vrabel with uh, Tennessee yeah. who's had a great career in Tennessee and I I'd argue Mike Vrabel's a really good coach and I and I back that up but they, Tennessee fired their GM earlier this year, and ever since they've done that, it's kind of gone downhill. Now, that's the GM that traded away A.J. Brown, and then he got fired after the Eagles came back and A.J. Brown torched Tennessee. Yeah. So that might have been hard to see for ownership. But that GM also has helped produce division titles, helped produce a, a constant winner over the past four or five seasons, and has helped deliver a great coach like Mike Vrabel. So what are we doing there? And then obviously Houston's always a mess, and you never yeah. know what they're going to do with Lovie Smith. Tampa with Todd Bowles, you never know what they're going to do there. So I don't know. I, I can see some, uh, some chairs moving around, man. But, you know, it. It's kind of the CNFL, and it's the same thing with players too, and I know did there's going to be some carousels with the players.
0: I think you did, but did you mention the Colts? Because I think yeah. they're, they're probably – I think Jeff Saturday is probably the most obvious out of their coach right now because, yeah. you know, they kind of brought him on, and the way they brought him on was was kind of – frowned upon by a lot of reputable coaches yeah. in the league you know they kind of overlooked their coordinators that they currently have on staff that were more than qualified to take over that position just brought a complete and outsider brought in a complete outsider based off of loyalty for the organization you know what i mean and so he's definitely out of there for sure um so we got to talk about that you know i just i just hope that And all these vacancies that people that are really qualified for the job get the job. You know, there are a lot of qualified coordinators out there. You know, Anthony Lynn right now, he's, you know, he's working with those running backs in San Francisco with McCaffrey. And and,
1: he's been a a coach before. And he's been a
0: head coach, you know, and he didn't have a horrible tenure with the Chargers, but, you know, it wasn't the greatest. So now does he get another opportunity? You know, we always talk about coordinators and – and who deserves a opportunity, we can't leave Eric Biannimi out, yeah. right? And the Chiefs. Eric Biannimi has been a great coordinator for all these years, You know, and will this be the year and everybody talks about will this be the year that he takes a head coaching job? He's always getting overlooked. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of both ways. I think he likes his coordinator position. But I think also there are teams that are overlooking great coordinators that are currently in the NFL right now and him being one of them, you know. So if he is open to taking some of these head coaching vacancies, show the man respect, man. He has a proven pedigree.
1: Well, Indianapolis is kind of an attractive spot, too. Their defense isn't horrible. They've got a solid defense, got a great running back, um, offensive line. They had some injuries this year, but they've got a great offensive line. They really are just a quarterback away from being competitive. And And in that division, if you look at that division, that division isn't the toughest division in football either. You know, if they have a competent quarterback this year, they're probably playing for the division, right? And, you know, we mentioned Jim Harbaugh earlier, former Colt. That might be a great landing spot for him, too, in the NFL. Yep. Jim Ursay, I'm sure he's got a good rapport with him. You know, so that's something you got to keep an he eye on. You could
0: develop quarterbacks, right? They're going to have yep. to bring in a guy. They got to the be number the 5 guy. pick in the draft right now. They got now. the number 5 pick. You got guys like Bryce Young that are coming into the league, yeah. but you got current free agents, right? The whole debacle with Derek Carr right now. Yep. He's benched. He's obviously the writing's on the wall. He's played his last snap as a Raider. Is it though? Is what it looks like. It kind of looks like that what they
1: owe the cases, but well, this to is be. first year of a 3-year
0: extension, right? Yeah, oh yeah, we paid him. So but it was kind
1: of like a 1-year they, all the money was up in that first year, right? It,
0: it, it's it's kind of a balanced one, but yeah, he kind of he kind of staggered it to be in the first year, and then so gotcha. that way he can pay other people in later years. But, you know, he's on the market right now. You got Brady's going to be a free agent. You got Lamar Jackson that's going to be a free agent. You got Daniel Jones. You got, you know, you got Geno Smith. Not to mention, in the Daniel Jones situation, they got to play Saquon Barkley too. So are they going to play Saquon? Are they going to play Daniel Jones? What's going to be the move that the Giants make? So you have these quarterbacks that can land up in Indianapolis. Yeah. And. They're a playoff team.
1: I don't think Lamar Jackson's gone. I, think, I don't know. The I negotiations he, right now aren't looking to But me. they can franchise him, too, though.
0: Uh,
1: they can franchise him. Keep him. I mean, the most famous franchise is the double franchise for uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You know, where he bet on himself and then landed a, a, a fully guaranteed deal. Um, you're right, though. I mean... It, the, the negotiations haven't been going well. The, he has. Uh, they pointed this out on the broadcasters. I don't know if you watched that Steelers Ravens game yesterday. They pointed this out yesterday, though, that Lamar Jackson now has finished the last two seasons hurt, and that's a big concern for Baltimore because they don't know if they want to commit this money if this guy can't stay healthy.
0: Exactly. And Derek mm-hmm. Carr is Derek Carr is the is the key piece to a lot of these quarterbacks' situations, right? Because you just said that they can franchise Lamar Jackson, but they're also worried about his his injury history. Yeah. Wow, the Raiders are going to have to trade Derek Carr away. Right. So they if they can work out a trade with the Derek Carr-Lamar Jackson thing, you may have a scenario there. They're not just losing Lamar Jackson to free agency. They're getting something in return. You know what I mean? So okay. I think there's a lot of trade value in Lamar Jackson right now and and right now if if you still have the opportunity to get rid of a quarterback and bring something in and you plan on maybe doing that anyway after free agency then why not you know this is a business at the end of the day and I think that there are going to be conversations for a guy like Carr who has proven himself in the NFL, um, but had some, you know, lumps and bruises to along the way. I think he's going to be trade value, and I think there's going to be a lot of these teams that are currently losing a quarterback that are going to be interested.
1: You think um, so? You think the Raiders going to make a play for Lamar? Well, I or think, you think they should. I should say.
0: I think right now the, the the most talked about guys are Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. Um, but man, I I also believe in the draft. You know, I believe in the draft. I think the Raiders need to bring in someone young. Um, You know, shout out to Stidham because Stidham did his thing in the game versus the 49ers yesterday. He was controlling the, like, to me, the, the, how fluid the game was, right? And how smooth our offense looked was, it was night and day, bro. Like, it really, Derek Carr, don't get me wrong. I all loved Derek Carr, you know. You've done great for the Raider organization. You've done great for Raider Nation. You've been a great person. But this last year was rough. Watching some of these games, bro, to where it looked like we're in a lead and we're not losing it because we're playing completely bad defense. It's we're losing it because our offense can't, can't get do- a first
1: down. Anything Don't three and out three
0: and out after yep. three and out and your body language, right? We talk about people not being happy to be in a situation. I'm a body language guy, so when I'm looking at the television screen and I'm seeing Derek Carr look like he's pouting with mascara on, it is oh, upsetting.
1: That's, that's every time with Derek
0: though. I know, but body language is a big <laughs> thing and as a quarterback, bro, you gotta be that guy to not be showing the body language, so I think I think it just has came to its end. Unfortunately, I'll you agree know what I agree mean? with that because
1: like, I think Derek Carr's put up with a lot of crap the last two or three years, ever since Gruden got there originally, where it was like ten of coaches. Yeah, we're gonna get rid of him. We're not gonna have him. And then he had then he he ends up being the quarterback. It's hard to play for a coach where you don't know. Uh, it look at Mike McDaniel's and Tua. If you don't know that the coach has confidence in you, it's hard to be confident in your abilities for that coach. And you, you've seen it with Tua and Flores and now Tua McDaniels. And I know it's kind of tailed off the, towards the end of the season, but Tua's had the best year of his career, and I don't think it's a coincidence that his coach has reinforced belief into him and, yep. and, and put him out there and says, you know what, you're the guy. You're the dude. I'm riding with you. My confidence is in you. Right. That 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 there's a lot to go with that. And I don't think Derek Carr has had that the last three years in Oakland or excuse me, in Las Vegas. And I think that could be the benefit of a new change of scenery. Yeah. At the same time, Derek Carr's gotten older. Yes. And he's never been a very mobile quarterback or one that, that moves around a lot. And um, his attributes haven't always been over the top so it makes you wonder is this the game in father time catching up to Derek Carr where we've seen his best football and you know what do you think what do you think the Raiders can get for Derek Carr
0: well you know it depends on the the, where they where they trade him to right I think honestly I think Derek Carr still brings in a lot of value I think Definitely will be bringing in some some high-end draft picks for him. Um, I also feel that we can maybe do some player swapping, depending on the situation. Again, we talked about Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. I don't know if that's a guaranteed for sure thing because Derek Carr also has to be a fit for what Harbaugh's trying to do in Baltimore. And he may not be a fit for that scheme, right? right. Um, however, he is... Kind of a perfect fit for what they're doing in Indianapolis.
1: This is true, and Indianapolis in, has shown a, the, an interest in an the interest card. in bringing well, and, and just bringing uh, veteran quarterbacks over, opposed to going the. It's kind of like the Broncos have done recently, well, where that, instead of going the rookie route, let's bring in this veteran to kind of. We, we've got everything we need, right? We've got a defense, we got the line, we've got a running game. We just need a quarterback. Let's bring him in. So I, I see it Indianapolis being a good landing spot for him.
0: You know what? And 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 I think that it could definitely pan out that way i would like to see maybe a solidify our defense a little bit so if we can maybe get a defensive player from indianapolis because they got talent on that defense side of the ball and maybe in the lineback linebackers room bring over a linebacker and a draft pick and give them Derek Carr. you know what i mean maybe maybe we could work something out but i don't know
1: you mentioned daniel jones and the Giants and, da- and the Giants didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth year option, so he's coming up at the end of his fourth season here. And he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. Um, they have Saquon Barkley coming up at the end of his deal, right? And they're going to have to pay him and take care of him. Um, do you see? Do you think the Giants should re-sign Daniel Jones?
0: I I am a, a big DJ fan. I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Um, I think he can be a great quarterback if they're behind the right team. I just don't know if he's worth signing over Saquon now if they can if they can figure out a way to keep them both right maybe they use the franchise tag on one of them and they sign the other one to a big deal and then they say hey we're gonna sign you next year you're getting your money kind of like the Raiders did with Carr. right yeah we're gonna we're gonna pay him and then we're gonna get other people their money you know if they do something that like that then I think that they're going to, they can make it work. However, this is Daniel Jones coming off of his rookie contract. Yep, He wants to get paid. Yeah. Well, and, You know uh, what I mean? And rightfully so. He deserves to get paid. So it's going to be tough for the Giants to keep both.
1: I think if I was that GM for the Giants, and, and if Daniel Jones is my... That's my, okay. I identify him as he's our best option for what's available and to continue on what we're doing. Then I'm riding with Jones and I'm not, I'll either franchise Saquon or we eventually part ways. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can pay a running back if you're not paying other portions of your team big money, i.e., your quarterback, right? Running back shelf life is such a short shelf life in the NFL, man. Saquon's had his injuries over the course of the year. He wasn't—he was a feature back this year, but he uh, was—he was splitting carries in the backfield a ton of the season. You know, he's not that dude anymore, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that you pay that. And I don't think that he's going to go for a situation where they—if they they franchise tag him, he's going to be all right with that. You know what I'm saying? That might. Cause more of a and, and you can't Franchise Daniel Jones As much as, I, as t- I talked about Franchising Lamar Jackson That's like a 45 million dollar Price Yeah For one season You know what I mean And I would go the route of, of paying Jones And franchising Barkley Yeah And you know If if we can't work Something out with Saquon On a long term deal Then we, we we Ride with him This season And and see where the Cards fall at the end Right I, I think it's hard to, to find a quarterback In this league And Daniel Jones isn't the greatest of them all, but he's shown under Brian Dable this year that he's able to run the system and be more efficient and be a better quarterback and be a better option. There's a reason they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah. And I think they might have found their coach finally. And I think Daniel Jones, is he compliments him really well.
0: Yeah, see, I I think it's going to come down to more or less, does Daniel Jones want to be a Giant? I don't think it's necessarily going to be, do the Giants want to keep Daniel Jones? Does Daniel Jones want to stay a Giant, or does he want to get more of a consistent pass protection more weapons yeah. maybe to throw it to right he's had sterling shepherd and a few other guys yeah. but he's, he hasn't really he had has, anything he hasn't really had big weapons yep. so you know like does he want to go to somewhere where you have a more solidified offensive line and some more weapons behind him maybe, maybe the yep. only thing that he has to take into consideration is the market for quarterbacks this year with Carr being on the market yep. with Brady being on the market, with Lamar Jackson being on the market, with uh, uh, Geno Smith being on the market, and these rookies that are coming in, is he may be at the bottom end of that market, so he might not be get getting that big contract that he's seeking, so maybe trying to hold off for a year or seeing what the Giants are going to offer or is going to be his best option financially.
1: I think underrated in that, in that whole decision, in that whole thought process, is he can have the same offensive coordinator, same head coach for multiple seasons mm-hmm. for the first time. Yep. He's gone through – he's another one of them guys that have gone through multiple OCs, multiple head coaches in the course of his career. I think he's been there four years, and he's had this as his second or third head coach – I don't know if he was there for Pat Shermer, but he was there for Mike Judge. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think, I think when you're if you're a quarterback and you're developing, I think that's an important part of your development, right? Is being mm-hmm. able to develop under a, a system. I think that's why a lot of these young quarterbacks get in the league and foil out right away is because they don't get an opportunity to to develop under a system, i.e. Drew Locke in Denver, right? Never had the same system. The one system that he was good at, they fired that OC and went to a completely different system the next year. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the benefit of that also should weigh in his decision-making too, where it's like I can go somewhere with maybe the nicer toys, but it's a different system and I haven't performed in that system. How am I going to grow, right? Or I can stay here, get paid handsomely, know what I have, and know that we have opportunity to better positions through the draft or through free agency, right? And I'm actually gonna develop and grow in the system, potentially making me more money down the road.
0: Yeah. And you know, Jim we didn't even mention uh I didn't mention the other quarterback that's on the market too that is most likely gonna leave yep. is Jimmy G. Yep. I was just gonna right? Because you too. got Trey Lance yep. and you got Purdy who
1: Purdy looking great. Purdy looking Purdy.
0: Yeah, Purdy's looking pretty damn good. Yeah. So like it's – the writing's on the wall. They already didn't want Jimmy G. So Jimmy G's probably out of there yep, as well. Yeah, he's definitely out. So, you know, there are a lot of quarterbacks on the market Dude, right now. What do you mean Running do? backs on the market. Like, this year, there's going to be a lot of new faces in new places, bro. New year, new me, new face, new place. <laughs> because you got – Quarterbacks that are deep. We got running backs that are deep, right? You got Tony Pollard, uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs yeah. You know, you got all these guys that are looking for new homes. Oh, I don't it's think gonna Pollard's be going anywhere. I
1: think Pollard stays in Dallas, and I actually think Ezekiel might be out over there, bro.
0: That's the thing. But that's, again, like, it, it's going to be a carousel all across the board. You know, we were talking about the Raiders and the Colts maybe making a deal. I wouldn't mind getting back in Dockway. We traded him to the Colts last year. Yeah. If we can bring him back in and add some depth to our pass rush because, you know, Chandler Jones is great towards the latter end of the year. He got hurt. Um, but if we can bring in some more stability besides that pass rush, maybe we can do some things. Let me ask
1: you a question, bro. What do you do if you're San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. And Purdy leads you deep into the playoffs this year, right? Maybe you don't win at all. But he, but he shows well, he doesn't look rattled, doesn't look like a rookie. What do you do when Trey Lance is ready for next season and you have to have the choice between Trey Lance and Purdy?
0: You have an open quarterback competition yeah. in camp, right? You led us to the promised land, but we're going to have an open competition going into camp. With the mentality that, It's Purdy's job to lose at that point, right? Because he's proven. Trey Lance has came in. He hasn't really proven much. Yes, that's their. That's they their, gave up a lot to get him. That's their hope, right? Yep. Their hope is that Trey Lance is their guy. That's the plan. That's the intention. Yep. Everything behind it. But sometimes that doesn't work out, Jamarcus Russell. So you know what I mean? Like
1: dude, Purdy runs that offense he does. really well. He Almost does. better than what Trey Lance I mean, better than what Trey Lance looked in the one game that he had. You know, he runs that offense better than Garoppolo does.
0: Yeah. They're in a good situation though to have two young quarterbacks who are both still trying to prove themselves, yeah. right? yeah It's a scary one, but I think it's also a good one because they can sit on both those quarterbacks if they can finesse it right to make both of them happy and one win the starting job and not the other one get mad about it. Maybe they can have some some depth there at quarterback for some years to come.
1: Do you see a potential trade scenario, though? I do. Where, uh, say, Purdy wins the job or even Trey Lance wins the job, right? And you've got... You've got this more than capable player On your on your, on your your bench Like theoretically I think they would be happier If Purdy turns out to be the guy Because you could probably get a, a first round pick Back for Trey Lance
0: Well let me ask you this Do they do the whole Nick Foles thing Do they let Purdy lead him to the game Right And then trade him away Because Maybe. of the value that he brings Because of what he just proved Because they're really invested in Trey Lance Do they trade away Purdy Maybe keep I Jimmy think, G for another year.
1: Well, but see, Jimmy a, G's contract is up after this. year I know
0: maybe they sign him to a small one. Oh, wow, that's
1: why ain't signing that shit. I don't think he signed him back there. I, I I don't think he wanted to be back there this season. And I think the way the season fouled actually just fouled in his favor, uh, with the exception of being hurt. Because
0: um, I could see him going all in on Trey Lance and getting rid of Purdy.
1: I could too. The the thing with Trey Lance is it's more control. I think you got you got what this is his second year. So you got Mm -hmm. three more seasons on that, whereas in Purdy, you're gonna have like Trey Lance. You have to make a decision on next after next season for that fifth year option. You don't have that kind of pressure for Purdy yet because Purdy's gonna be like a three or four year deal, and he's on a he's on a. But
0: if he takes him to the Super Bowl,
1: do you think they NFC
0: Championship? His value is here compared to Trey Lance's right. Trey Lance had value last year, yeah, but after performing, some say less than mediocre. And then being injured all year, he doesn't really have any value in the trade market.
1: I think he still got his developmental value, though. I mean, I think he's like because, like, you can argue that this season wasn't going to be his 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 big season anyway.
0: But not as much as a guy who's going to lead a team to a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, but I think what what gets left out is this: is that Purdy was the seventh round pick mm. and. Trey Lance is the first round pick. And regardless of how they play currently, those the spots in which you were drafted weighs heavily on these other teams and GMs.
0: Tom Brady was a sixth round I pick get and that. Jamarcus Russell was I the first I get that, but that's, not what that's not
1: what I'm arguing here. That's not <laughs> what I'm arguing here. What I'm arguing is the way other teams value no, the position that. of where that player came from, right? Tom Brady is the GOAT, but if, it, if Tom Brady came through and you're talking about, well, fuck it, they did. New England did, right? They had a number one draft pick in Drew Bledsoe, and they had Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And they went with the cheaper option in Brady, let Drew, Drew Bledsoe walk, right, and the rest is history. So I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, at what point does San Francisco say, you know what, Purdy might be cheaper for us in the long run. We can get more back because Trey Lance was a, 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 a number one pick, Right, they w- he was a, a first round pick versus like the value you get for a seventh round pick
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that's you know teams are going to do that shit. They're going to call them like, oh, well, no, no, we don't want you know, we only give you a, a fourth round pick for Purdy because he was only a, a seventh rounder. Yeah, you know, but hey, Trey Lance, there's potential there, first rounder plus that extra year of control with the fifth year option. Yeah, that, that's the other thing that weighs in there too.
0: They definitely are going to have a, a a scenario on their hands because they have three. Especially again, if they make the postseason, go far into the postseason, they're going to have three more than qualified quarterbacks on their roster.
1: Do you think? Uh, do you think Jimmy G
0: comes back in the playoffs? Um, I don't know what his time frame to come back is. I don't know if he's going to be ready to come back. But I know when if, he got
1: hurt, they were talking about if he came back, it was going to be like late in the playoffs that he could, think, that he'd be ready.
0: I think if he's ready the 49ers have continued because right now they're in talks that they can potentially
1: steal Th- that number one yeah. seed.
0: So if they can somehow get home field advantage and win a playoff game, and then he's ready to come back, like say Super Bowl or, or uh, NFC championship type time, I think they stick with Purdy.
1: I as I was gonna say, I don't think, I don't think you, you disrupt that. If Purdy's playing well, I don't think you disrupt it now. If he's struggling, or if he gets to the playoffs and you can see it's a whole other level, and it's and it's 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 a daunting task for him, and he's he's not working out, yeah, make the move, right? But I, I don't think, think even he if that.
0: I think even if they were more invested in Jimmy G, they would still go back to him. But I think the fact that they showed they're not really invested in in Garoppolo, I don't think that they're going to. I don't think they have intentions on going back to him. Yeah. I think he's he's done. He's well, like, I think he's done.
1: I agree. Unless Purdy goes down. But but Mike Shanahan or excuse me Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have proven that they don't give a damn and they'll do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. And if that means swallowing your pride on a player because somebody else is struggling and he's available, I mean they did it this year. They did it this year. They they didn't trade Jimmy G. Despite him being unhappy there, despite them having no intentions on using him, right, he was supposed to be their backup all season long. Trey lance was the guy, right, and I think they've proven that they they have no problem with saying, "Hey, Jimmy, suit up, bro, yeah, we're going well, out you're there.
0: right they're they're definitely the the uh the most unpredictable yeah. Two two combination and it like, seems like they're everything they're touching is right. I love the combination yeah. of, of John Lynch and Shanahan, bro. Dude. I think, you know, everything they touch. Well, obviously, to I gold. think they got a relationship kind of there too yeah. because of Mike Shanahan yeah. and
1: you know what I mean. But well, I mean, they got a lot of great football minds in their circle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like John Lynch is, is even around from like, his tree already. Yeah. Like he already has yeah. a
0: pretty good tree.
1: Yeah, I think they've got great football minds in their circle. And I think when you have that, you're able to kind of lean on that on that knowledge, lean on that circle a little bit where the decision doesn't seem like it's something that's going to be easy to make it's like well what what would these people think you know and you kind of use that to to kind of make your decision either way you called it bro this carousel not just coaching carousel but these players that are going to be going back and forth i can't wait till march already it's going to be some exciting times i
0: mean there might be some signings coming up in the next few weeks because playoffs is right around the corner bro you might see odell land up on a roster you well might, doesn't he have
1: to be on a roster before the season ends in order you, to uh
0: you might see some other people land up on a roster i was just reading something on him actually
1: yeah you're right there. there's a lot of these these vets that have been out the game or that got cut earlier in the season that have an opportunity to show up on somebody's roster and one one game left this week man you know if you're if you're a team that's right there on the cusp why not why not go for it, you know? And why not try to make something happen? Um,
0: yeah, because the playoff scenario right now is kind of it's 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 kind of solidifying itself. But there's still some teams that are on that bubble that can make it in and make a splash, bro. Like you know, you got the Dolphins right there on the bubble. You know, which. Yep. Dude, we've been high on the Dolphins all year that's your team obviously but I've been very high on their offense they've been playing a few weeks without Tua I don't know if he's gonna be back again this next week um it's not looking it's, it's a weird situation because
1: he didn't ha- they didn't know he had a concussion allegedly well,
0: that's how it happens sometimes though bro yeah. when you get a concussion one as especially as severe as he did any little movement or body jolt can re-trigger another one and you that's know,
1: potentially three this year yeah you know what I'm saying? Because he had that one against Buffalo that didn't get diagnosed. He got knocked out, basically. He mm-hmm. came back the next week in that one against Cincinnati. And, and the then,
0: Dolphins are in a bad situation right yeah. now, right? Because they got a win.
1: Well, and then Teddy broke his finger yesterday. And, and
0: that's what I was going to say. They got a win to get in, yep. kind of, and, ha- and some other things have to happen. But the, Teddy broke his finger. No. Potentially no Tua. So as it
1: it sits right now, New England holds the last and final spot in the mm -hmm. playoffs in the AFC at 8-8. They got the Dolphins and Steelers also at 8-8 behind them. However, they have the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh based on the head-to-head. And the division tiebreakers would put them in front of Miami. Uh, It's simple as New England wins next week, they're in. in. They play Buffalo. Miami has to win and help New England loses. Miami plays the Jets. And then Pittsburgh... If both Miami and New England lose next week, Pittsburgh will sneak in and, and, and be the final playoff spot in the AFC. Uh in the NFC, you got Seattle holding on to that last playoff spot at eight and eight. They win the tiebreaker over Detroit based off the head to head and they win the tiebreaker uh to against the Green Bay based off of um the head to head with Detroit and then the, the winning percentage within the division. But Green Bay Detroit play next week. Yeah. If Green Bay can beat Detroit with a little help, they'll be in. Yeah. And, and it's crazy to think, we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, Tampa just punched their ticket with the division title. Yeah. Just four or five weeks ago, we were wondering, is this going to be a first playoff in a long time without Rodgers or Brady? And now both these guys might be in there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so. yeah, for sure. And then in the AFC, right, you got the AFC South, which is coming down to the Jaguars and the Titans. It looks like whoever wins is.
1: Yeah, that's that's
0: for the title next week. Wins the division. You know what I mean? And the other one is still on the hunt in the bubble. So. You know, there's a lot of scenarios that still have to play out to to solidify these playoffs, but there were some changes this week that kind of knocked some other teams out. The Jets, you mentioned the Jets. The Raiders had a long shot, but they eliminated themselves. You know, you got teams rising in the ranks. You got the 49ers who could potentially end up with the number one seed if the Eagles lose. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of scenarios that still can play out. The Chiefs and the Bills, who's going to end up with that number one seed? Do the Bills win tonight? beat the Bengals and take that number one seed spot back or do the Bengals clinch division and yep. knock the chiefs or put the chiefs in a position to run away with the number one seed again
1: yeah with that ravens lost the Bengals can clinch division tonight against the chiefs and yeah that, i mean don't underestimate that you know that's a big that'd be a big victory for the for the bangles to get that done now instead of having to go into next week's game with the with the ravens with that on the line um the difference between finishing out second or third and finishing out sixth or seventh is a big difference. It's yeah. no home game for the playoffs. That's going on the road the entire way. And I don't It's – it's been done, but it's a hard way to win a championship.
0: Yeah. If the playoffs started today, who's your favorite from each conference to make it and who's your long shot?
1: If the playoffs started today <laughs> – If the playoffs started today, Miami would be out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I would say My favorite in the AFC If the playoffs started today To win it all To win the AFC title Would be um, Probably God I hate I'm saying this Probably Buffalo um, But don't sleep on Cincinnati Mm -hmm. Okay Um, And for the NFC my favorite would be San Francisco Even though The Eagles with the healthy Jalen Hurts Is ridiculous But I'd say don't sleep on Tampa, Bay Just yeah. because of the pedigree And yeah. and for that matter Don't sleep on Green Bay if they were to happen to get in Just because of who they got Calling calling the snap
0: Yeah see so For me I'm going to agree with you In Buffalo as the favorite For the AFC um, my sleeper for that division or that conference though is going to be the Chargers. That's a good one. You, you know, I think the Chargers are a team that can on any given Sunday beat any of these teams that are in the playoffs. They have great offense. They have a good defense. I think the, the Chargers in playoff football with Justin Herbert could upset some teams.
1: And the Chargers are starting to stay out of their way. Yeah. They're not doing stupid shit to kind of lose games like they were previously. Um, do you? I wonder if Staley, if he goes one and done in the playoffs, do you think he gets fired? Because I know they were talking about like Sean Payton to he's Los Angeles. Risky. He dude, he goes for it on fourth and a lot, almost yeah, as much like, as, like Mike McDaniels is the same way.
0: Yeah, he's very risky, um, but I don't know. He could be in the hot hot spot. I do know though in the NFC, I keep going back and forth with the Eagles, the Niners, and the Cowboys. Honestly, as my favorite, um, and also my. Sleeper (laughs) (laughs) I think though I honestly think The Eagles With the healthy Jalen Hurts Are going to be The favorite of the NFC I think their defense Is phenomenal I think their offense Is ridiculous So I think Yeah that's hard Miles Sanders Is a free agent After this year So he's trying to do Some and Earn a contract um that's a hard one to argue bro the only reason I'm not picking the Cowboys as my favorite I'm gonna tell you right now is because the Cowboys can't get out of their own way in the playoffs but I love what the Cowboys are doing I love their one-two punch and Pollard and Zeke Micah Parsons to me has to probably be you know we talked about Bosa earlier but I think Micah Parsons is in discussion for defensive player of the year um I think he's probably one of the most hands-down, naturally talented defensive players that are in the league right he's now. He's freaking good. He's phenomenal. Um, so I would either say the Eagles and the Cowboys are my two teams from the NFC.
1: I can see the Cowboys is a good sleeper. You know, there's a lot to play for with that team. As far as their coaching staff, there's a lot to coach for. Like, Mike McCarthy's play, coaching for his job, literally. And I don't think – I think anything short of an NFC title run, perhaps – could cost him his job.
0: Giants, Cowboys, Eagles.
1: Yeah, the Seahawks would be the last one. The the commanders got
0: no, nah, I'm saying in their division, did they all make it? Like no, we were the about?
1: commanders, uh, commanders got eliminated commanders because got they lost. Eliminated. They lost almost. They had, they were holding on to that seven spot, and if they had a won, they would have still held on to that seven spot, right at, at, as we speak. But yeah. unfortunately, the dream of four, four from one division is is still all three, but done. Three yep. is amazing though, too though. Well, and it's crazy because the NFC East was thought of as being this weak division and before the season started, and it turns out to be one of the stronger divisions in football. And
0: well, I'll put my foot in my mouth bro. I said the Giants. I think I picked the Giants to be the worst team in the league. In (laughs) fact, I picked the Giants in our loser pool to be getting the the (laughs) first game of the season and got bounced, bro. So, you know, I will definitely put my foot in my mouth and say I was wrong about the Raiders and I was wrong about the Giants.
1: Bro, I was wrong about a lot, too. Going back and listening, I was wrong about a lot. But, yeah. you know, you live and you learn. That's the great thing about this game. That's the great thing about football is it's so unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen from season to season, from week to week, and from game to game. A um, lot of lot of movement going on, man. I mean, it's exciting to watch. It is. We'll, we'll get back together and touch base on it and figure out, you know, what's what here in the next week or so before you get out of town and then, you know, get full full depth of playoff. Maybe we'll have to pull you up on Zoom, have to bother you on your, on hey. your Vegas deathbed. Yeah, and-
0: maybe we could <laughs> calm down. But, hey, man, uh, you know, we talked a lot of football today, and our mailbag question is actually related to football as well. Let's go. Um, the question is, what is your favorite level of football?
1: Uh, I'd probably say college, bro, um, and it's for a few different reasons. Obviously, there's a lot more passion in the college game. There's not really money involved, but with NIL and, and, and transfer portals kind of changed that a little bit. Um, but it's still one of my favorite levels of football, I think because I grew up watching college football with my grandfather a lot. Mm -hmm. Grandpa used to always have Notre Dame on or used to have a game on in his room. Uh, My my uncle would always have a game on in the living room, and they were big college football fans, Um, and that kind of rubbed off on me a lot as a kid. And then playing high school ball, knowing that I was able to take my game to the next level, it was kind of, you know, I, I, I followed College a lot more. I love the NFL, though. You know what I mean. But I, I just think college football. There's a lot more teams. There's just the possibilities are endless, uh, which is why I'm so passionate about getting that that playoff expanded. Because when you start to get 12 teams in there, and, and it's a potential of the number 12 seed can win the national title. I think that's pretty freaking exciting, dude. And you get the best football to come out of people. I mean, who would have thought TCU? Would go on the run that they went on at the beginning of the season. Who would have thought they would be in the national title game against the defending national champion, knocking off who a team who a lot of people thought would win it all this year, and uh, to come into the season like you said unranked and potentially winning a national title, you don't see that in a lot of you don't see that in a lot of sports.
0: Yeah, no, I would have to agree with you in college football. Um, a lot of the same reasons, you know. I think there's a lot more passion, right? You're still trying to Get to the NFL, so you're still trying to prove yourself essentially, even though you're a high end athlete. um But also, man, just everything that goes into college football, right? You got <laughs> the fan base, you got the bands, yep. you got the environment of a college football game on a Saturday morning, bro. There's nothing like nah, it. No, not at you all. Know, the NFL is great, but you got a mixing, a melting pot of a bunch of people who come together to be fans. Yep. And the college atmosphere, majority of the fans that are at that game are students and people that are going to students and alumni and families of the players who are there. So they're they truly do bleed the colors of the team that they're rooting for. You know what I mean? So there's a lot more passion in the game of college football. And
1: you kind of mentioned it earlier, right? Like. With, with the kicker from Ohio State, like he's mm-hmm. got to go to class still. He's got to go deal with these people on a day-to-day basis. Like I think that aspect of it where you're a star, but then you also got to go to class and you also got to go do this part. I think that's, that's the part of it. It's like you're a man of the people still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, honorable mention, small-town high school football.
0: Yeah, no, I was going to say, I think all levels of football should adapt from each other, right? We're continuously growing, so the transfer portal is, you know, a new thing for college football. I think high school maybe needs to adapt something like that as far as a transfer portal instead of holding kids to say, you can't transfer from school to school without facing a year suspension. Right. I think it's ridiculous, you know, I think there should be a, a some sort of rule or portal established to, that allows kids to leave from one high school to another in order to play with the coach that they want to play for or play with in in the community that they live in or outside of the community they right. live in because of the the demographic of the school that's with live resides in their community you know what I mean I think we're kind of handcuffing kids to high schools and it's it's not fair and I think
1: I think it's done for like I think there's a reason why they do it and obviously if they go if they change that I think it'll be kind of like the wild west like you see now Mm. but I think it's up to us regardless of how it happens like if it does change it's up to us to kind of make it to what we want it to be, right? Yeah. So it's up to us to form it. It's the same thing with like the transfer portal now. Yes, the transfer portal seems like the wild, wild west. You got people just leaving and going to different schools, right? At the same time, it's up to the community of football, of college football, to kind of form that into what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Things change all the time. Life evolves all the time, and it's up to up to the game of football whether it be high school, college, or NFL, to adapt and change with the times.
0: Yep, and even at the youth level, right? They're starting to see a lot more teams become traveling teams and yep. go and play teams outside the state,
1: opposed to playing like and, just and in the, their own little opposed city. to just
0: playing in their city. Yep, you know, I I think that's great. I think we need to have a lot more true state championships where all the teams from the state play all the best every teams. team yeah. from the state and we have a true state champion that represents our state in some of these national tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let the regional
1: champions play the, play in a tournament. Like you got the Western Slope, Northern, the Southern, the Eastern, let them all play together in a championship. Exactly.
0: Right? You know, and I, I love that we have these all-star teams that work. we have the NOCO All-Stars and the SOCO All-Stars, with are Northern Colorado and yep, the Southern yep. Colorado teams that are big. Built to go out of state, shouts out to them because you're giving all these kids a great platform to for other success outside of Colorado. And, and I well, applaud we talk- all you gentlemen, but it would be nice to see one team that is a team at the beginning of the season – win a state championship, and then take that same exact roster yeah. and go somewhere else and see how we line up against yeah.
1: people. It raises the profile here. It makes makes Colorado football better, makes Colorado high school football better, which in turn will get them four- or five-star recruits coming out of Colorado because For it's sure. only one or two here and there. You mm-hmm. know, the Blake Purchases, uh, the Gavin Sawchucks of the world. You know it, It's a handful of them So I think that raises the profile For high school football So I agree with you bro I'm, yeah. I'm with it But yo man It's been another great Great episode Yeah uh, Before we get out of here Just want to give some shout outs Shout out to Arsenal Custom Apparel Rebel Promotions Black Sevens Janice's Catering uh, Cutthroat Barbers and the Anglers um, Shout out to your wife Shout out to my wife Family Everybody man We appreciate y'all listening um, everything that you guys do for us, make sure you hit up DNASportsDenver dot com. Go out and cop some merchandise. Sign up, get um, a training session in. Give us, you know, some feedback on the show. Make sure you follow us on our socials. Um,
0: yeah, man. Shout out to everybody that he he mentioned. Shout out to Lashaw Beauty and Shar.
1: Oh, yep. Shout out.
0: You know, shout out to. All of our loved ones, our families, our friends, everybody who was out there, hopefully everybody was safe for the New Year's. Again, leave the drama behind in 2022, and let's look forward to the future of 2023.
1: Yo, let's hit 23 with our tongues out. Ball in the air, going for the basket, man. We about to dunk it. I hope you guys have a great, great, great start to the new year. For Coach Dom, I'm Coach Al. It's DNA Sports Podcast. We out. We out.